I'm Dave Monaco, the Alan Meyer Family Head of School at Parish Episcopal School. Welcome to the From My Angle podcast. My recent series of podcasts with parish alumni concludes today with Maggie Corrigan from our class of 2010. Of all the alums I've chosen to feature in this podcast series, Maggie's post-parish journey is most unique. When Maggie graduated in 2010, she headed off to Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. After two years there, she transferred for a year to the University of Arkansas. Despite trying two different universities and several majors, including zoology and English, Maggie struggled to engage in her collegiate experience. She returned to Dallas, spent three years working as a receptionist, for example, and then at the local nonprofit Big Thought, all the while seeking to find her path. In this podcast, Maggie shares the dimensions of this jagged post-parish road that she followed, its trials, tribulations, and the lessons it imparted. We also discuss how she found her way, honored the Distinguished Ranch Management Program at TCU, and now to her first job as an assistant ranch hand at a ranch in Buffalo, Wyoming. Maggie's journey underscores why we are investing time at Parish, reorienting our Office of College Counseling into the Center for College and Life Planning. You can listen to my November 12th podcast for a deeper explanation of why we think the youngest students on Parish's campuses today will have more non-traditional pathways, like the one Maggie ultimately traveled, available to them in this next generation, and why we believe we should be educating and supporting our students and families about the alternate trails to a life of meaning and purpose. Indeed, part of reimagining the educational experience of our children today is pushing for their mental wellness, and this requires us to think about the consequent pressures associated with adhering to this linear march to a selective band of colleges and universities. We are proud of Maggie, as we are proud of all of our graduates. I'm sure you will enjoy hearing her story. Maggie Corrigan, Parish <laughs> yes, Episcopal, sir. Class of 2010. Welcome back to campus. Thank you. And I'm glad to have you on the From My Angle podcast. So as we were just discussing, we think this may be your first visit back to campus since you graduated, correct? Yes. yes. You've been out uh, exploring the world in many different uh, uh, and unique ways, which we'll talk about here on the, on the podcast. But I think you'll be my fifth alumni podcast. Awesome. And you will be uh, certainly the most uh, unique. <laughs> Tell us what you're presently doing. Um, I'm working on a ranch in Buffalo, Wyoming. You are so. the assistant hand yep. at the Steerhead Ranch <laughs> yes. in Buffalo, Wyoming. Yes. Describe uh, the Steerhead Ranch to us. How large a piece of property is this? It's about 6,000 acres and on the edge of the National Forest. Um, so lots of mountains, hills, you know. It's it's big, and two and two women. Yep. You, me, and my boss. And your boss, the ranch hand. Yeah. Who oversee that entire six thousand acres. Yep. Just us. Just you two. Yep. <laughs> so the story, of course, is how does a parish episcopal graduate find herself in such a circumstance, and what lessons do we take away from uh, from your journey, which really after parish has been what I would call a nonlinear. Mm-hmm path no for right sure. so the alums that we've spoken to as i referenced uh it followed a a, a, a less unique mm-hmm. more traditional post-parish uh, uh pathway four mm-hmm. years of college 
yep. maybe a graduate program. Yep. They're now out working at corporations or entrepreneurs or doing really cool and interesting things, and we're proud of them, but we're equally as proud of you, and you took a very different path. So uh, left here in 2010, mm-hmm. and tell us, where you, tell us where you went. I went to uh, University of Miami in Oxford, Ohio, and was there for about two years, and just felt like it just wasn't clicking. So I bounced around different, um, you know, majors, was trying everything, was like, no, maybe transfer. I think we had zoology in there at one point, if I remember, from keeping up with you through your parents, right? You had been a big art and photography person here at Parrish, so Mm -hmm. I think you explored uh, that for a while. Yeah. And so after two years at uh, Miami of Ohio, said... Maybe I'll just transfer. Maybe I'm not in the right spot. Maybe it's just not a good fit for me. Yeah. So uh, you went uh, You went south. I went to Arkansas uh-huh. and um, went there for a year. Mm-hmm. Did kind of the same thing, kind of bounced around mm-hmm. and was kind of, you know, like I'm not really clicking again. Mm-hmm. So um, dropped out, decided, you know, maybe school's not the path mm-hmm. and um, just kind of... Um, floated around. I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do um, and be happy at the same time while, you know, being, trying to be successful. Yeah. And that's the, really the, the, the critical piece. I just posted a podcast and, and you all can, uh, who are listening here may have already uh, uh, chosen to, to listen to it, but we, we did one on uh, our recent topic and tour about the Center for uh, College and Life Planning, uh, the, our rebranded college counseling office. And as I've been talking to Maggie about, you know, our, our supposition here is that um, the, the, the perspective people hold on what it means to be successful in our world, especially coming out of a college preparatory independent school program like Parishes, has become very narrow. And it is very narrow. Uh, and at times we send them off uh, onto that four-year uh, college experience uh, and either the student's not ready for it mm-hmm. uh, or the student really uh, has has a has a challenge finding traction, you mm-hmm. know. And mm-hmm. so for us, we want the center to become a place that um, helps broaden perspectives and that we have the expertise to guide families and students that are looking at perhaps uh, an alternate path mm-hmm. to that four-year college experience to be able to, 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 to seek out those those opportunities. Describe the sensation to me as you remember going off to Miami, mm-hmm. you know, kind of what, what were you thinking was going to be your course of study? What were you hopeful for? And I how quickly was... did the disconnect, like how quickly did that dis- feeling of disconnect come for you? It wasn't fast. Mm-hmm. It was, it took, you know, like that first year I was like, you know, maybe, you know, it's just freshman year. Yep. It's, you know, it's all fine. Mm-hmm. And, and then that second year I was like, Oh, mm. I'm really not happy. Mm-hmm. And how did that begin to manifest itself? Was it in grades? Was it in It was in grades. Disconnecting and, socially and Um, I had good friends, mm-hmm. but I was just like I just miss home and mm-hmm. and but it wasn't only homesickness. Mm-hmm. It was like a weird like you know what? I'm this isn't right. Yeah. I'm so I just kind of backed out. Who did you go through to talk out those sensations and really think about where your, uh, what your options would be if not to stay um, at, at Miami? Kind of my mom. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad. Yeah. And um, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm really unhappy. Yeah. And they were like, well, do do what you need to do. Right. Um, you know, it's it's fine if you need to take a second, a breather, 
and figure it out. Yep. Or maybe you need to find a new school. Yeah. And so I think your brother, Alan, uh, who did not go to Parrish, but uh, your brother, Alan, may have already gotten to Arkansas by the time you went there. Or did you find it before he, he went up there? No, he, he had already um, been to Arkansas. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And, uh, so you had some familiarity with yeah. it in terms of when you started looking right. at comparative uh, experiences and where you might go after Miami. Mm-hmm. That may have been one way that you found uh, Arkansas. Yeah, for sure. And then when you got to Arkansas, did, how did you try to – how did you try to explore a new way to find connection? Did you, is that where you changed your major? Is that where, you know, yeah. so what did you move into at Arkansas? Yeah, so I changed to English mm. at Arkansas and, um, yeah, tried that for a semester and yep. same kind of thing. It was just like not the right feeling. Um, it was, yeah, I just, it's like, no, I, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. I don't, I'd rather be. For myself, I was like, I'd rather be out in the world instead of here in the libraries, per se. Or, and that's just how I am. Yep. But um, One of the problems, I think, that, again, is why this, this notion of reimagining how we do school here, and I've mm-hmm. taken you through some of the facilities and sort of explained to you that um, you know, we see ourselves as life prep, and it's about the skills that we're building, not just the content we're consuming, and, mm-hmm. and we want learning here to continue to be um, vibrant and right. joyful and engaging and 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 sort of skill uh, uh, skill focused in ways that help students really find what they're good at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that this this uh, uh, unfortunate reality is that we. I don't know that our families and our students sometimes have the courage mm-hmm. to confront the feelings of anomie that you had, like mm-hmm. just being detached mm-hmm. and say, I- I've got to find another way. Yeah. Right. So talk to, yeah. talk to us a little bit about, you know, having the courage to first articulate it to your parents. Yeah. And then ultimately, once you decided to leave Arkansas and you were not going to go do school again. Yeah. You know, how, how did you feel about yourself? Were you? I felt terrible. Yeah. I mean, it was not a good few months Mm -hmm. because, I mean, you know, parents, you know, expect you to go through the Mm -hmm. four years or however long. They were like, you know, um, just get that degree. Mm -hmm. And that just wasn't in the cards. Mm -hmm. So I, it was not great Mm -hmm. few months um, and didn't feel good, didn't feel great. And I was like, I just got to get get going get mm-hmm. do something so um you know found a few part-time jobs mm-hmm. and just started working trying to find what made me click mm-hmm. and um eventually after two years i found it yep so you but, worked as a receptionist you worked at a nonprofit, mm-hmm. big thought which does great work here in, mm-hmm. in the community so i mean i'm mean, circling back i mean you had obviously a non-judgmental Right. Supportive family. Right. That right. allowed you to no, they, have I that mean, conversation were, with them. They were totally fine. Um, once that feeling How'd you handle hit, your peers? Like, how did you, like, Maggie, I, what are you doing? I just would kind of glance over the subject mm-hmm. and be like, well, I'm working now. Yeah. And not really give any room for questions. Yeah. But that was hard, um, though. It, it was very hard. You know, there's a de- there's almost a degree, again, of shame and, and not mm-hmm. following the way mm-hmm. means that I'm not okay. Yes. Right. Yes. And um, I, I, I think if we're going to make the school experience a reimagined, healthier one. Mm-hmm. Right. 
the notion that the only thing you do coming out of a college preparatory school like parishes is go immediately to college. Right. And we all know higher education is a necessity in today's world. I'm not right. by any means suggesting that one should not pursue it at some point. Right. right. But that the only notion is that at 18 you should go off and do that immediately after school mm-hmm. is one that I think um, needs to be needs to be shifted. And I think the future. Uh, as the families here know, I think the future for our youngest children here at Parish is going to offer an array of options mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that that allow that, right, and mm-hmm. and and have that and have that as a a, a pathway uh, for for our families. I mean, if you were to think back to uh, to Maggie Corrigan at at eighteen, mm-hmm. would you have even been open and amenable to a conversation about a different pathway? Did you would you even have would you even have had the ability to sense that that was what you needed or were you just no running the idea. race? Yeah, I was years. just following the path. Mm-hmm. The, you know, you everybody goes to college. It's just sort of how it is. You just you do the four years yep. and then you get your piece of paper and then yep. you're good. Um, unless, you know, grad school or whatever you want to do. But yep. I, um, yeah, I was just following the path. I really had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, figure it out there. Yep. And that just didn't work for me. It works for others, but I just, yeah. So as a parent and educator in this first part of the conversation, I'm listening to you and really being reminded of how much we need to um, listen to the voices of our children and our students Mm -hmm. uh, when they begin to to, um, articulate and express a sense of this disconnect yeah. from the learning experience on our college campuses and to um, not do what would probably be our most natural immediate reaction, which is to say, well, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. What, do you, what do you mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, like we should say, okay, this, yeah. that's fine. Let's have yeah. a conversation. But I think most of us would be like, whoa, whoa, whoa what yeah. are you talking about? You're right. going to drop out or you're like, just, just buckle down right. or just get through, right? right. So that um, the only way to get to a healthy frame of mind is to create a condition where um, th- this sense of this sense of disconnect mm-hmm. and and uh, lack of engagement in the learning experience is uh, confronted honestly mm-hmm. and openly and and um, and and, and uh, options other than that are explored without judgment. Right, and right. You were fortunate to have that, so you yeah. got back here and got into the world of work. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't always as engaging as you would have hoped. Like you no. weren't, they wasn't providing you all the answers. No, it wasn't no. leading you to Buffalo, Wyoming. No, it sure wasn't. Right. So it it was um, a long path, but finally, you know, when it clicks, it clicks. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, visited a friend up there, and it took me like forty eight hours, and I was hooked. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I was like, maybe. Maybe I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe I, I could do this, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and was your friend working a ranch? Or she, just... They... She, yeah, we were working cattle uh, at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was actually... The ranch that I visited was the ranch that I'm working at now. And, um, and I was like, goal was to work at this ranch. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I came home and... Uh, my parents were like, oh my gosh, you're so happy. What What mm. did you do? Mm. I was like, I just worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and I was like, I think I, I want to do this. Now you had had some experience on your on your family. The ranches were not unfamiliar to you. Yeah. You had some yeah. experience growing up, going out and loving the family time that, that, your, that your family had on oh, their yeah. ranch. But, you know, ha- had you 
had you built fence fence lines? Had you uh, moved uh, moved cattle before? Oh, never. Had you done any of that in your previous experience? Never. Right. Never. So the life of a ranch hand was all new to you. Right. From right. that first. I mean, visit I knew up to your like friend. the outdoors. Mm-hmm. We've always been outdoorsy, and mm-hmm. but um, never worked, like really worked at our place. Yep. Up north, and um, but. I just loved it. And then uh, my dad had gone to TC Ranch Management mm-hmm. program, and he's like, well, would you be interested doing it? And I kind of thought about it, looked into it, and I was like, well, it looks really cool, actually. Like, why not? Let's try it. So this is one of the country's leading ranch management certification programs mm-hmm. it's not a degree-based program no but you were there for nine months of um, s- serious and intensive preparation yes so tell us a little bit about what your coursework and, ex- and experience was like at the ranch management program at TCU um, uh, it was pretty much I mean they describe it as a grad school program crammed into nine months which is accurate um everybody is stressed everybody is on eggshells you know it's but it also it's really cool to see because by the end you're all like this family because you got through it together and um it's really cool but i mean the coursework was budgets finances accounting um animal health uh, basic um, operations of the ranch that you may need to know. Um, and it involves some site time on a ranch as yes. well. It's effectively like a practicum yeah. or internship of sorts, yes. right? So you had yeah. some hands-on work. Yeah. Uh, um, tw- 23 students in the cohort. Yeah. You were one of seven yeah. w- women. Yes. yes. So I, it's probably an interesting gender dynamic in this in this industry or field anyway. I suspect mm-hmm. it's, I mean, oh, correct me if I'm sure. wrong, but I'm, I suspect it's, sure. it's male, it's a male dominated. It is. So as you got in there and, and your identity began to form in ways that felt really authentic to you, mm-hmm. like Maggie, Maggie Corgan's voice is beginning to emerge. I'm finding work that fulfills me. Yeah. How did you handle that identity as being atypical? Yeah. For the typical ranch yeah. hand, did, did, did you did you find that to be comfortable, or did that take some ad- adaptation on your part? Um, it's been it's it has been an adaptation, but also been really good. Like it's a good change. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's yeah, it's been slow trying to like, okay, you know, like I do know this some stuff, and just it's it is a male dominated world, mm-hmm. so. Um, it's hard to get used to mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's been really good to like you know find the voice that hey you know maybe it goes like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm confident I can <laughs> yeah. do the I can yeah. do the work and that and that's a and that's okay. Like yeah. people come to respect me for for whom I am. Mm-hmm. So you're you're sit here today at 25, 26 years old, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, you do not have a college degree. Nope. But you have a certificate. I do. From from TCU in ranch management. Mm-hmm. And again, the the world is beginning to create these opportunities of badging and credentialing and certification in mm-hmm. fields like yours or mm-hmm. in accounting mm-hmm. or in computer uh, a, a variety of computer uh, mm-hmm. domains and um, in many cases those will be complementary mm-hmm. to students who uh, have a BA or an MA. But again, for those that are ready to get out into the world of work for a period of time until uh, their thoughts on how they um, how they can best leverage higher education crystallize, mm-hmm. this notion of a of a post parish pathway that goes first to some sort of certification or credentialing yeah. is is an option. For At sure. TCU's program, for example, um, obviously they accepted you without. Uh, without a bachelor's yeah. degree, right? Yeah. So what was the profile, the type of student that you were there with? Did they all have already have bachelor's no. degrees or what were So what was it the was profile? interesting because they have kids from, what was the youngest they had? Probably 16 wow. from 45. Yeah. So um, you don't, you know, necessarily <clears throat> have to have the bachelor's degree or it's all about experience mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. And which I had none of. Yeah. And so they they definitely took a chance on me. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it's changed my life forever. Well, but, one could argue they took a chance on the 16-year-old as well, right? I yeah, mean, so there's, for there's sure. those chances are if you're taking folks who are heading this non-traditional route, mm-hmm. you know, it's always going to be uh, a, a different than it would be if you're uh, going to say you have to have a bachelor's degree to come through For this program, sure. right? It's For just sure. gonna, it's just going to be different. Yeah. And where higher education is moving, I think, is that um, they're realizing that uh, for a lot of reasons, economic and in really deference to the to the changing uh, complex global society in which we all exist now, that they've got to expand their very definition of who their students are, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Maggie Corrigan f- may be someone who comes back to a place like Miami of Ohio or Arkansas at 26 right. or 30 or 32. Right. And that those schools are going to have to uh, be uh, a little more nimble and agile at redefining uh, what the very college experience means, mm-hmm. right? And I think mm-hmm. uh, Georgia Tech and Georgetown, Arizona State, some others are getting very creative in that space of, of really um, lengthening the arc Right. of what it means to be a college student. So yeah. you may very well find yourself finishing off your credits and getting your yeah. degree at some yeah. point here uh, on your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, if I had my way, people like you that lead parish and and, uh, and and are courageous enough to listen to that inner voice telling them that this pathway, though it's the one ev- most everyone else is following, is mm-hmm. not the one for me, mm-hmm. that they can that they can feel courageous enough and accepted enough in their former school community, mm-hmm. in their home, mm-hmm. in their peer group, mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to be given the opportunity to go, go explore another route mm-hmm. is, you know, ultimately the healthiest and best place for, for us to be. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the average day the day the average day of a, of, a, of an assistant ranch hand uh at steerhead ranch in buffalo wyoming i'm sure there is no there um, is typical day no real average day <laughs> but we pretty much do everything from making jam to fixing fence to working cattle to mowing to you know getting you know fixing uh a hose and the tractor motor mm-hmm. i it's pretty much everything and it really is the two of you on this six thousand acre ranch with not a whole lot of other people around so really. you're a couple hours from casper and a couple mm-hmm. hours from, you know, so you're you're not really close to 
um, uh, what, what we would call civilization. Yeah. I, I suspect. Yeah. So how, how does how does that feel? Like, what is that experience like living uh, in such an isolated uh, an isolated place? What do you like about it? What do you um, what do you what do you find hardest about it? I I've been loving it. Mm-hmm. Um, just I've always been kind of the introverted, mm-hmm. but I. I do love it and you know the neighbors are so nice and just like you know anything be like hey do you know how to fix the baler mm-hmm. or like oh my gosh yeah I'll be right over mm-hmm. and um it's been great um I I don't know what I would change mm-hmm. I I think this is it's just been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there, loneliness is not really in your vocabulary. It's not your. It's not an emotion that you're experiencing. No, it's despite it's, the image of it that we city slickers here might have. Because right? <laughs> yeah. there's no real time ever for downtime. Mm-hmm. Um, it's mainly you're up at six or seven and mm-hmm. you work until eight. It's mm-hmm. and then you go to bed. Yeah. You do it over. Yeah. Um, so there's no real time to like be like oh. When do you guys take off? Do you have is your is your week a Monday to Friday week or no, is, is it a seven day week like? It's like yeah Sunday to Sunday. <laughs> <There's> no, <laughs> so. no rest for the no rest for the weary. Yeah, yeah. You just keep you just go you just keep going. You just go go go, mm-hmm. and you're balancing all of that um, kind of active work that you talked about mm-hmm. with uh, really the economics and bookkeeping mm-hmm. and paperwork mm-hmm. of the ranch as well, supply mm-hmm. ordering and and, sure. and all the rest. So how do you all how do you all allocate responsibilities between what your boss handles and you know what you're asked to handle? Is that a clean is that a clean delineation of responsibility? or do you really uh, kind of share um we kind of share mm-hmm. um most stuff um some stuff you know like if she's we're selling hay and they're picking it up and giving a check she'll she'll do that mm-hmm. or um but most of the time we'll share responsibilities um chores mm-hmm. take turns and all that kind of stuff and um yeah bookkeeping we'll do together and um you know just look at all the numbers together so we're not missing anything and so and so and i hear that this uh that that this young lady from from uh from north dallas here has taken up hockey for recreation and socialization (laughs) is this is this accurate or just rumor yes (laughs) so this is what uh this is what the social and this is what the social (laughs) environment is for you in buffalo so how does that happen the group of uh, community members there get together on the uh um on the weekends when there's some free moments yeah so my good friend and boss she she was like, well, there's nothing else to do in the winter. You have to play hockey with us. And I was like, okay. I've never really been on skates ever. So, um, but we get together every Sunday afternoon and play for an hour. And um, there's like different leagues and I'm in the novice. Your skating is improving? <laughs> Slowly but surely. <laughs> so... But it's been really fun and good way to meet um, more people and because um, you kind of get, yeah. get in a little bubble. I can imagine. And it's a different type of bubble than North Dallas, but yes. it can still be its own its own yeah. bubble. You're working really hard seven days a week with just really one other coworker. Yeah. That could be um, 
some people's uh, image of bliss and other people's image of a pure uh, of a pure nightmare. Right. Right. Like, right. It's like work if it's right. if it's exactly. not the right if it's not the right chemistry. So I think exactly. that really is important. And then I guess you know from, from the from the final standpoint is like how are you continuing like where where does education come for you now as a ranch hand? Is it really is it really things that you're teaching yourself through experience or from your from your boss? Do you take online? Do you kind of go to online tutorials to learn how to do certain things? Like how do you all get better? Uh, how do you all get better at what you're doing? I pretty much have just been learning through experience mm-hmm. through her because mm-hmm. she's um, she's been doing it um, the past five years mm-hmm. um, by herself pretty much. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, it's how you do this. It's how you do this. Um, we could do this. And, you know, just different thinking of different ideas of how to be more sustainable and um, more productive and mm-hmm. But um, also being, um, you know, good to the land as well is, mm-hmm. is a huge part. And um, but mainly just kind of learning day to day, just different things. And she's like, you know, and uh, I've always heard, you know, if you're not scared at least once mm. a day, then you're not learning anything. Mm. And so I, I, it's pretty much been my life. <laughs> So at least one time a day, you know, I give myself three seconds to panic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, just do it. Got to jump in. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many new skills I'm sure you're bumping into each day and mm-hmm. as you're, as you're just getting, as you're just getting started. For sure. So where might we see Maggie Corgan five years from now? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you aspire? What do you aspire for out of this? Um, oh, gosh. you think you'll still be out there at Steerhead or you, Maybe. You, yeah, you, uh, you, you see yourself moving back to, to Texas and tending to the land back here, tending back <laughs> to the land back here somewhere, somewhere. What do you, what do you, what are you hoping for? Um, this was kind of like my ultimate goal. Mm. So now I'm kind of like, well, now I have to find a new one. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you always have to have goals. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I figure one day I'll move back mm-hmm. and just see kind of, I'm just seeing kind of where life goes mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been loving it. So it's taking me good places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, if you ask me at the end of the day, like, what do you hope for for your graduates from Parish? You know, we hope that they're impacting the complex global society for mm-hmm. good. You know, mm-hmm. and we talk to our students here about being people of impact, changing a life, changing a community, mm-hmm. uh, changing a uh, ch- changing our environment for for the better, uh, mm-hmm. changing changing an organization that they work for. And at the end of the day, that they're, they they feel like they're thriving. Mm-hmm. You know, which means that they feel like they've been fitted. Um, in in work to do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that fill, fills their soul and gives them a sense of meaning and purpose every day so yeah. you know i'm i'm proud of all the alums i've spoken to and all the folks that have graduated from here uh, but in your instance um grateful for your journey you know uh, i'm grateful for you having the, the the courage and candor to share it with us and yeah, for sure. really for the example that you provide um of the kind of variant pathway mm-hmm. that somebody can follow uh, after parish to mm-hmm. to find that condition of mm-hmm. uh, thriving which is mm-hmm. where you seem to be now yeah which is thanks. really cool <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for coming in to see me on yeah, your short uh, during your short stint back in dallas yes safe yes. trip back to uh, wyoming you heading back here in the next uh the next couple of days yes uh, uh, Wednesday. Who takes care of all those cattle while you're gone? Uh, my boss. Ah, she's working solo. <laughs> she is. So. Well, uh, get get scoot back out there and, uh, and and help her. It's been it's been great to have you on the From My Angle podcast. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, Maggie. Great to be here. You bet. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this edition of the From My Angle podcast. Please share it with friends and colleagues in your network.
I especially hope you've enjoyed this mini-series of podcasts with recent parish alumni. You can certainly look forward to hearing more from them in the future. After the holiday break, we will return with more podcasts featuring conversations with innovators, educators, and parish community members. Please plan to join us. In the meantime, thank you for listening to the From My Angle podcast. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and a Happy New Year.